Welcome to HeartSpeak, the podcast from Baylor Scott & White Heart & Vascular Hospital. I'm your host, Caitlin White. Today, our interview is with Dr. Fami Farah, an interventional cardiologist on the medical staff of Baylor Scott & White Heart & Vascular Hospital, Fort Worth, and Baylor Scott & White All Saints Medical Center, Fort Worth. Dr. Farah, tell us how you ended up being a cardiologist. I've wanted to be a cardiologist ever since I can remember, pretty much since I was a child. And I think part of the reason for that is because of my family background. I come from a family with lots and lots of heart patients. So I kind of grew up seeing uh, my family members, you know, being affected by heart attack and things like that. So that naturally created an, you know, a, a desire to become a cardiologist because I saw during the moments of most, you know, hopeless moments, physicians, we looked up to them and the hope they were able to bring. So that was that was the reason for wanting to become a doctor and cardiologist. And then as I grew up, I I remember actually and it was very early on in in middle school, during one summer, I decided to do a project all on my own. This was a summer project for me. I studied encyclopedia with all the different organ systems of the body, and I created a book report. And when it came to the chapter with heart, I was just fascinated. I remember spending most of my time on that chapter, and I knew at that moment that that was it. I, I think I'm going to be a cardiologist. Or at that time, you know, I didn't know what a cardiologist was. I just thought I was going to be a heart doctor. So that's kind of what led me to making that decision fairly early on. And throughout my medical career and training time, like medical school and residency, through my experiences, I think that decision was more solidified. Now, we've been hearing that people may be delaying care due to COVID-19 and not wanting to head to hospitals, even for emergencies. Can you tell us why it's so important when it comes to heart health to seek care as soon as possible if people think there might be an issue? So we know that for a fact that patients have been delaying receiving care as a result of COVID-19. And I believe part of the reason is because of the fear factor. Patients are afraid to go to the hospitals because they fear that they may end up contracting the virus. We know that late in June, CDC put out a statement saying nationwide there was a 23% decline in emergency department visits for heart attack. There has also been a decline in stroke visits in the emergency department as much as 20%. So Clearly, there's been a drop in patients coming to the emergency department for acute conditions such as heart attack and stroke. We initially, between the month of March and May, we saw a steady decline in patients showing up to even outpatient settings to the clinics. Um, that has improved to some degree, but my message to the patients would be that you know, all the healthcare facilities, inpatient and outpatient settings have taken extremely important measures to make sure that all precautions are being taken. And it is very safe to go to your doctor's appointment, whether it is in the clinic or in an inpatient setting. If you need the medical attention, it is very important to seek it on time. So can you tell us the signs and symptoms when it comes to a heart attack? What should we be looking out for? And are there any differences between men and women suffering from a heart attack? There are some classic symptoms that are associated with heart attacks that both men and women can experience. 
These are chest pain. Sometimes they will feel crushing chest pain. Sometimes it's in a little more mild form. Uh, classically, a lot of times patients describe their chest pain when they're having a heart attack as it feels like an elephant sitting on my chest. So there's there could be a lot of heaviness, tightness, pressure in the chest area. Also, shortness of breath. They feel like they just can't seem to catch their breath. There could also be profuse sweating and nausea and vomiting. These are all classic symptoms of heart attack. Now, there are a subset of symptoms. Those are known as atypical symptoms that are more common in women. So yes, uh, women can have different symptoms and present differently in the setting of a heart attack compared to men. Some of the atypical symptoms that women can experience uh, are fatigue. It could be as simple as severe fatigue. They may not have any chest pain at all. They might have shortness of breath. They might just have indigestion-like symptoms such as nausea and vomiting. Um, I will give you one example. In my clinic, I was seeing a patient, a middle-aged woman. She was there for only a regular follow-up appointment. And had it not been for the EKG, it would have been very difficult to even know that she was having a heart attack. The patient did not report any symptoms whatsoever. On her EKG as part of the routine evaluation in the follow-up clinic, we saw that she was having a massive heart attack. And when I questioned the patient, are you having any chest pain? She said, no, the only symptom she was having was severe fatigue at that time. So, of course, we took all the measures and uh, took her to the cath lab, and sure enough, it was uh, she was having what's called ST elevation myocardial infarction. So, um, we hear these stories a lot. Uh, there could also be a sense of anxiety, and often women are, you know, put in that box of anxiety, especially young women. So, it is important for us as a society uh, to learn these atypical symptoms. And what I mean by society is everybody. It means the patients have to recognize these symptoms. It means the frontline providers, such as the emergency department physicians and primary care physicians, need to be educated on these atypical symptoms so that these patients don't go unnoticed or misdiagnosed. Now, what should women discuss with their primary care physician when it comes to heart health? And when should they start bringing this up? What age? Heart health is something that should be brought up at a very young age, in my opinion. Uh, I think a healthy lifestyle, healthy diet, and exercise should be implemented as early as childhood. Now, in terms of heart disease and women specifically, I'm going to refer to a study um, this study came out back in January. It was a large-scale cohort study performed involving many, many countries, and uh, it focused on blood pressure, one of the key risk factors for heart disease. And this was one of the very few studies that were conducted that had focused on women specifically. It had 54% women represented, which is majority, and it showed that um, blood pressure, it actually had a comparison of blood pressure impact between men and women. And it showed that women are impacted and affected by blood pressure at a much younger age than previously thought. Previously, our traditional thought process was that women are affected by heart disease between 10 to 20 years after men in compared to their age. This study proved otherwise. The study showed that women are actually affected by blood pressure at a younger age than men, much younger age than men. 
it shows that the process of progression and damage done because of blood pressure in women starts at as early as late 20s to early 30s, which is very young. And blood pressure is one of the key risk factors for coronary artery disease as well as heart failure. So if we go by this, then we really should be having a discussion with our physician regarding minimizing risk factors for cardiovascular disease in women at a young age. It should be in their early 30s. Of course, we have to take into account the whole picture. We have to take into account the risk factors for this patient, their lifestyle, and their family history. So it needs to be individualized, but I think that discussion and that work for prevention should start at a much younger age than we previously thought. Uh, because, you know, we know that 80% of heart disease is preventable. And we should really respect that data because if we can prevent something, then by all means, we should take the measures to do so. Dr. Farah, with all of this important information, especially for young people like me listening, where can they go to find more information, maybe recipe ideas or just more support and knowledge? What are some uh, good resources for them? A good resource would be American Heart Association. American Heart Association has put out a lot of very good and reliable information for patients. And it, it can it's something that's easily written so that it's understandable by everybody. And that would be heart.org. They have ideas for great recipes that are healthy, lifestyle. You know, also general information on cardiovascular disease, risk factors, things like that, like what to expect, what signs and symptoms. It's a great resource, and I would uh, encourage all patients, especially young female patients, to go here and take a look. Uh, There's a lot of valuable information. On that same note, I'd like to say to refrain from just Googling things because, you know, what source you're looking at for your information absolutely matters because online, not everything is regulated, and there are a lot of sources out there and uh, a lot of misinformation out there as well. So, I think that was a very good question. And so heart.org at American Heart Association. I have to admit, I am one of those people who Googles themselves into a frenzy when it comes to health issues. And it's always good to remember (laughs) not to do that and that there are reputable sources just to go straight to. Yes, absolutely. Dr. Farah, is there anything else we didn't touch on that you want to add to this conversation on heart health? I think heart disease is very, very important to address. We know that heart disease is the number one killer for both men and women. Women, you know, we have a different subset of things that we deal with that are that is different from men. Uh, you know, in addition to the regular risk factors like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, smoking, and things like that, I believe women nowadays have to deal with the Stressors, you know, the stress management part becomes very important because we now have to deal with the traditional chores of household, but also we're very career driven. So our stress factor is very, very high, and in many ways, it may be higher than men. And stress is a risk factor. So stress management is very important. You know, wellness, mental wellness, uh, physical wellness, they all contribute to heart disease. So living a healthy, heart healthy lifestyle is key in prevention and seeking care early on, very important. One of the things that I think is very important is not to wait until we become symptomatic to go see a cardiovascular disease specialist. 
because, you know, if we see patients early on who have risk factors, we still can take the proper actions to utilize that window of opportunity for prevention. So the key take-home message is to live a healthy lifestyle and please seek help in a timely manner. Well, thank you so much for your time and for all of this incredible information. That's Dr. Fami Farah, interventional cardiologist on the medical staff at Baylor Scott & White Heart and Vascular Hospital in Fort Worth. And thank you for checking out this episode of HeartSpeak. To find a specialist on the medical staff, please call 1-844-279-3627 or visit BaylorHeartHospital.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks, and we'll talk next time. Baylor Scott & White Heart and Vascular Hospital Fort Worth is a department of Baylor Scott & White Heart and Vascular Hospital Dallas, joint ownership with physicians.